but not right now. Um, so we're going to uh, jump into our talk with you guys on working through burnout. Um, and yeah, so like I said, you guys kind of know a little bit about me, but I want Claire to give a little bit more about her background um, because she has a lot to offer and um, how we know each other and why one of the reasons I wanted her to be a part of this is because we've been in a discipleship band together for four years now. Her so is Bailey. And Bailey. Um, so we have really grown in community and a huge part of working through burnout is doing it with people and we've really gotten to be in the trenches with each other. Um, so that's one of the reasons that she's here, but another reason is because um, she's gifted. Um, the Holy Spirit um, lives inside her and has given her um, means to communicate and teach. And um, I've learned a lot from her, and I know that you guys will too. So I'll let her just share a little bit more about herself. Feels like an introduction. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, I am actually born and raised here in Lexington. Um, served as the student pastor here, actually at St. Mary, for a while. And now I work for an organization called Fusion USA um, that basically equips churches across the nation to love students well. And um, so, yeah, it's a little bit about me. I have a daughter named Dottie and a dog named Pancake. <laughs> and, yeah, I have a lot of energy most of the time. I teach cycle and boxing. <coughs> So if you want to go get a workout, <laughs> stand up to your feet. Let's go. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. She, I'm so, I was so glad to be with her because I'm just so like straight and narrow and let's do the work. And she is the fun and she has a lot of energy and I'm so grateful for that. So you gotta be silly, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we just want to introduce the conversation of burnout this morning and talk about kind of some of our experiences with burnout, um, hear from you guys and what your experiences are burnout. You're here, you've chosen this, so maybe you've um, crossed paths with burnout, maybe you're feeling it right now or you have in the past, or maybe your semester ahead is looking really um, busy and yeah, just getting some tools to navigate that in the future. So um, I'll go ahead and just start a little bit about um, burnout for me um, and what that's kind of looked like. So um, one of the one of the ways that I really did experience burnout was actually right after college, well definitely certainly through college, but um, I don't know that I ever really learned anything from my time in college other than I just kept feeling like getting buried, buried, buried and more. Um, it wasn't really until after college and probably why the band and like having community means so much to me is because the first time I really experienced freedom from burnout was uh, when I was at my job. I worked at the hospital before coming on staff and um, I was there during COVID. And so uh, that was pretty exhausting and draining. It felt like the life was being sucked out of me. And um, there's nothing I could really do to change my circumstances. Like I couldn't quit my job. Many of you guys can't just quit classes, right? Um, but I could change the things in my environment. And so one of the ways that I really learned how to um, just experience freedom in that was relying on my community, uh, knowing that like the relationships that I had and being able to um, invite people to walk through that with me um, really helped release me from burnout, which uh, we'll talk about this uh, definition that I have received that gained a lot of insight for me is that a lot of times in burnout we tend to isolate ourselves and uh, push like away from community. And so it's actually 
when I stepped into community and started meeting with our band and, and asking them and inviting them into that and then and gaining rhythms in my life to just even lean on the Lord um, is when I found a lot of freedom of my circumstances didn't necessarily change. I didn't uh, leave my job just yet, but I was starting to find freedom in that. So, What about you, Claire? How have you experienced? Yeah, I think for me, like a definition to start when we think about burnout is trying to give away something that you do not possess for yourself. So think about that. So giving away something that you don't actually possess yourself. So maybe if you were leading in some capacity trying to usher students in some way, mm -hmm. but you actually didn't have the piece that you're actually trying to offer to these other people, you're gonna meet burnout whenever that happens. I think I've had lots of many different seasons of burnout throughout my throughout my life. Hey, Tina, baby, what's up? Um, but um, I think one that stands out for me um, was when I was actually in college myself. Um, I had a high capacity um, and was kind of always labeled a leader, mostly because I was really good at people-pleasing. And um, because of that, I found myself a lot of times in leadership roles. Maybe you can relate. Um, and there was one season I was a junior in college, and I was leading on, like, I don't know, an ungodly amount of teams. And uh, I felt so lonely in the midst of that. Like, I was a mile wide and inch deep. I felt like no one actually really knew me or really knew what was going on within me. And actually, there was one moment when I was like, I actually don't know, like if there was like an immediate prayer or something personal in my life, I actually don't know who I would really go, like actually feel comfortable to ask to pray for me over that. And like know that they're going to pray for me and actually they understand the like complexities of my story that they would be able to know how to pray for me. And like, it's one thing to go at a prayer, you know, like at a worship service and go up to someone and receive prayer from them. Sure. And Holy Spirit moves in that way. It's another thing when, like, someone knows you from years and years and years of experience and can speak into that. So I was a junior, and um, I, <laughs> I was, I, my schedule was, like, I'm really good at, like, mapping a schedule and slotting every single hour to have something going on. Good for me on that. But I was dying and, like, really, really tired. At the time, I didn't have a group to really call home. I mean, I was a part of 10 different small groups, but no one really knew me in those small groups. And so, um, thankfully, I had a leader, um, actually through CSF, that I met with. And one of the things that she had me do was write down everything that I was involved in. And this was like a page or more long of different things that I was involved in. And her challenge to me that semester was to pick two. And... I was like, uh, I can't quit all of these. I mean, like the people pleaser in me was like having like a reaction to it. And I was like, I can't cross off all of these things on my list. But in obedience, I prayerfully considered and was like, okay, Holy Spirit, like which two are you actually leading me to? So through that, like I, I actually like had a season of pruning and stepping out of roles because a lot of my identity was actually found in leading and not in abiding. And through that, was able to like actually go deeper into community. Fast forward a few years later, um, I found myself in ministry. I was serving as a student pastor, and um, I continued to still feel isolated. Now my schedule was maybe a little bit 
healthier and I wasn't um, in 10 million things, but I also still felt isolated. That's when the, in 2019, uh, I went to a conference and started hearing about this thing called discipleship bands. And <laughs> we were all a part of a small group together and we, I was starting to pray about it. Discipleship bands meet together once a week um, or every other week, but it's three or five people where you basically every week say, what are your struggles and successes? How did you see God this week? Any sin that you need to confess? And um, how can we hold you accountable? There's lots of other things that go into that too, but that's, that's basically the gist of it. And these girls were the lucky five that showed up to, <laughs> to a small group one night. And I was like, okay, I think these are them. And so I asked them, I was like, yo, do you guys want to meet at 5 a.m. every week and uh, confess your sin at Starbucks? And they were like, yeah, sick, let's do it. I don't know why they said yes, but the Holy Spirit was in that. And catch us at Starbucks on High Street every 5 a, at 5 a.m. every week, just like actually like, like, this is my sin. And, you know, but we saw, I started to see like, started to feel seen. These girls actually knew me and I could be safe and I had a place where I could safely confess my sin and through that I was able to like identify oh wait these are things that I've needed. I've been encouraging students and other people to do for a long time but I actually haven't possessed it myself. And so um, through that yeah experiencing community I mean I really started to feel a shift of burnout relief. Um, I want to grab my book real quick. I forgot what I didn't want to cross you. Sorry. You can cross me. <laughs> um, yeah, so as I started doing um, some research on burnout, um, something I, well, it first sparked from reading this book. It's called Managing Leadership Anxiety. If you hung out with David, you probably heard him talk about it all the time. And actually went through this book, me, him, and Jade, a couple summers ago, and it really changed my life. Um, but what stood out to me was his definition of burnout is that it has less to do with workload and more to do with internal and external leadership anxiety. Um, that it has um, more to do with relationships and um, that we're feeling unsupported than it does with um, maybe like what is the thing that we can't work through. And then I was listening to Brene Brown um, yesterday. If you haven't heard of her, I don't, What's exactly her title? She does therapy, maybe, or you know. she's um, an expert in shame. Yeah, that's what she calls herself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's a shame researcher. Shame research, yes. vulnerability research. Yes, yeah. vulnerability. <laughs> anyway, she's awesome, um, and she's talking about burnout and how it's really an emotional block. Um, so that there's something that we need, or like an emotion that we haven't. Um, it's like an emotional exhaustion. Which is why a lot of times we feel burnout and we take the things off our workload and then we like try to sleep it away and it's like you're not needing the kind of like yes sleep is good um, but it's not always like a physical sleep that you need it's like an emotional release that you need uh, to work through burnout um, so yeah that's that was just so fascinating to me because I never seen burnout from that perspective like I think burnout and I think workload and and that's just kind of where it ever ended and it's like okay well I'm getting rid of things but my I'm not feeling any different I'm still feeling burnout um, so that's really what we want to present to you all today um, this different vantage point of approaching like how to work through burnout that it's really trying to figure out what that next step is to like move through it um, whether it's figuring out an emotion or um, inviting community into it. And so before we get going on kind of the next step, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, just like what has it felt like? What is burnout? How have you experienced it? What is some of the ways that you felt it? Um, 
or maybe there's things you're struggling with right now. Um, it's up to you how much you want to share, but we just love to want to hear from you guys. Um, why'd you come to this session today? Maybe you guys want to like talk in smaller groups first and then we can kind of come together. Yeah, let's do that. Link up in like the four that are around you and share about why you came to this and then we're going to share as a whole. Hazel, yes, we met yesterday. Can you pause it and then go back to it, or should I just keep it running? Just keep it running. We can always cut it. Okay, perfect. I've been on teams where we don't share the same, like, mindset or vision, or, like, we're not chasing after the same thing, or, yeah, and, and then it just feels exhausting, because I'm like, oh, I'm taking on, I'm cutting, I'm picking up their slack, you know, or, like, I feel like I'm chasing something on my own, and that's not as fun, so, yeah, I think in the past it's come from, like, feeling lack of support.
but literally like I couldn't do the job and like the one time I tried to do the job I ended up just like having a breakdown at pancakes because yeah <laughs> yeah because I just like I couldn't do it and um, I wasn't fully there <laughs> but it, it was scary for me it's scary to like set boundaries and like keep your like know your limits yeah and then I'm like, and then I'm like worried about things that aren't going to be important. I'm like, why are you stressing over more anxious? That like, I'm just anxious about everything. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I feel like, um, another big thing that they just mentioned was like having, like they do like a discipleship band or like have like a small group of, like a small group of girls that meets regularly to I love playing with them. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I, it's also so important to find like that consistent group where you're able to like bring your burnout and be seen. You know, I started a like discipleship band, like accountability group this year, and it was like it got me through the semester. And it really did. Yeah. So it's not like a rock band, but it's okay, like, I know, it's confusing. It's like, okay, there was, there's this guy named John Wesley, I think he kind of started it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's like just a small group, like three to five people probably, and you meet like every week, or I guess you decide like how often you want to meet, but you're consistent with those people. And we, and we like, ask the same questions every week. And it's like, how's your soul? And, like, what are your struggles and successes? Secrets and sins. And, and it's, like, it's, like, such a relief every week. I'm like, oh, I've made it to Thursday morning. Like, it's so good. But the Starbucks on, in, um, the Starbucks in uh, the Summit has heard it all. <laughs> like, they really, yeah, literally. Like those people have heard a lot this past semester. Yeah. Right. Or they'll just be like, oh, thoughts and prayers. But like, these, like finding people that you go to, and it's not just like, I'll pray about you tonight. It's like, no, like, like let's pray right now, and like let's like find scripture, and you know. So it's good. I highly recommend like finding that pocket of yeah. Yeah. Core group is definitely a good start, but if, even if you find people within the core group that want to do like accountability stuff, it's even better. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, perfect. I love that. Yeah. 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 Thirty seconds. <laughs>
what's, what's after this? Lunch. So no, we're actually gonna be the potential new pastor of students is gonna like do a Q and A. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions, for them, you get to ask. Someone want to start us off by sharing what maybe they talked about? Amazing, thanks, um, We all just kind of related on just like being really busy in general, um, but not really like necessarily bad things that we need to cut out, but more so just like learning how to like be present in the moment because like you are so busy and not just kind of like going through the motions and oh, I have to go to this, I have to go to this, but kind of seeing it as like we get to go to this and like seeing the Lord in that is something that we're struggling with and trying to work on. It's just like being more present in the moment because of all the things we're doing. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. That's good. Anyone else want to share what they talked about? Yeah. Um, I said that for me, I didn't think of it as burnout, more of as like I felt numb. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, like even like my friendships, relationships, like even at work, like just like good friendships and relationships that I had, like I couldn't receive them because, and I was like, what is wrong? Why do I not feel anything? Mm-hmm. And it was emotional burnout. And it was just the fact that like, I thought that I had to spend more time with the Lord in the morning or, and that would solve it. But it really was just like a challenge for me to press in and lean into those things, even if it was difficult. And even if I didn't feel like the immediate good feelings that mm-hmm. I knew would come out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's so good. Yeah, anyone else? Um, yeah, there, there's just a lot more to um, our emotions, and we recognize that as we were prepping for it, that really can help us when we have an awareness to work through um, whether it is feeling um, numb, apathetic, or absent, or burnout. Um, and, and one of those ways to work through it is to recognize kind of what is our emotional health. Um, and so Claire's going to introduce us to something we're going to Cool. So what we're passing out to you guys is an emotional assessment um, to to kind of figure out um, where you are at emotionally. Your your emotional high Oh, I sat on my water bottle. No, I was gonna. I know. It's okay. We don't really have. I have to go get. No, I might go during the assessment. Please don't talk. Listen to Claire while she's explaining this. Yeah, so we're, we're going to take uh, about 10 minutes or so um, to take this assessment. At the end of it, we are going to be able to see, like, where you are at personally. This is just for you and God. Like, you don't have to share anything that comes off of this. This is just for you to kind of see, where am I at? Where are my emotions? What is going on beneath my surface? How am I? A question that someone asks me um, consistently every time I go to this, like, space, wherever she's at, she always says, hey, Claire, like, how are you showing up today? And um, I always think about that question for a long time. <laughs> how am I showing up today? And so today, it's just kind of, it's not a, a shame-inducing or like you're doing a bad job. It's, it's more of a, 
where are you showing up and how are you showing up to this space? How are you showing up to your leadership roles, your commitments that you've made, groups with your friends, that fun stuff. So at the end of it, we'll be able to score it. And um, this is where kind of we bring it all around. You're, we'll be able to score if you are currently operating as an emotional baby, kid, teen, or adult. Um, yes. Can you question. say that again? Yes. What? Are you being serious? Yes. Okay. Like just the last part about yes, the Yes. So, stuff. well, at the end, you're scoring. You'll either be a baby, a kid, an adult, or a teen, oh, or an adult. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we'll talk about it some more here in just a second. Um, but why don't you go ahead, just you know, take a few deep breaths and answer honestly. I am so tempted when I take things like this to answer in the way that I want you to You don't be. have to do it in highlighter. We have pens. <laughs> the highlighter's for later. For later, sorry. <laughs> you can do it in a highlighter. <laughs> but really, listen to this real quick. Before you answer this, listen, listen. Before you go into this space, check yourself, really. Don't answer it in the way that you want to be answered, like in the way that you think you should be. Answer it actually as you, as you really are showing up right now. Not, not like, oh, this is where I should be, so I'm going to circle this answer. Truly, be honest with yourself. It's just for you and God, no one else. Do you mean like turn on some? Yeah. I'm gonna turn on some some music for you.
like two more minutes. And it's okay if you don't finish it. burnout again as a student pastor I can't just like walk out of my job you know like that wasn't an option in both of those scenarios what was true was actually what was going on beneath the surface it wasn't the events themselves but actually as I was relating to the events does that make sense so when I'm relating to an event, when I was a junior in college, actually my identity was coming a lot from leading. And so removing those was actually helping me abide back in with Christ and not from this place of, okay, well, I've got this, this leader face. And so everyone thinks highly of me and it's all great, but truly underneath the surface, I was really far and, and distant from the Lord and I needed to take that off. But moving forward, my identity was rooted, but it was actually just feeling overwhelmed by the amount of things and actually feeling quite lonely. Maybe as a leader, you can understand that when you show up to lead groups, you encourage people to confess sin and you get to pray over people and you show up for them, but who shows up for you? I actually found myself a lot of times um, serving in that, in that capacity like wow I got to see God like break through in all these people's lives but I actually don't have anyone to go to go back to to tell about how what was going on in my heart today and so those communities a discipleship band which side note if that is something you're interested in or want to talk more about Jess would be an incredible person to talk to about that Bailey and I would also be happy to talk to but I would encourage you to start praying about it I mean, truly, that's like what started it was just asking God for it, being like, this is a desire of my heart. There's also a really cool app you can download to help you understand, literally called Discipleship Bands, and it you can just like read through all the different things and ask the Lord if that's something that you want, and maybe he'll give you the courage to ask some people to walk in that way like you. There's a, uh, some scripture that's been on my heart for this, and it's Ephesians 5, verses 6. Through 14 it says do not be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins for the anger of God 
will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things that these people do. For once, you were full of darkness, but now you have the light of the Lord within you. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them, which is what we're encouraging you guys to do. So let me say that one more time. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things the ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible, and that is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So, the temptation is when we're burned out and we're in positions of leadership is to hide, pretend it doesn't exist, and to run from it, and to isolate yourself. But in reality, when we link our arms together and expose what is actually going on beneath the surface, light shines on it. And what was once dark can actually become light. We're encouraged to leave from our weakness, which is really hard to do. Do we want to talk about this now or in a second? Or do we want to look at the... Okay. One context that may, maybe discipleship man is new to you, but for leaders, um, that's part of why we have care groups. Uh, so even pressing into your care groups, I just wanted to mention that um, as we were talking about that, um, as a way to support you um, in a way, as staff, that we can walk with you guys. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, so take a moment to like look at where you scored if you got to that point. Just take a moment to like think about it look, and flip to the very back. There's a page in the very back that kind of, um, not the actual, <laughs> this one. So not the like blank page in the back, but the last page with words on it. Um, you'll see, you'll see uh, descriptions. You'll see descriptions on here for each of the different infant, child, teen, or adult. I just want you to read over wherever you scored. And I want you to like have a, a holy, holy led posture here where you just allow Holy Spirit to highlight to you just one sentence from that excerpt that he is making brighter than the rest. And that's when you're going to take the highlighter and I want you to highlight it. So you're just looking in that description for one thing that Holy Spirit might be highlighting to you and you're literally going to highlight it. Uh, just like order, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really. <laughs> like if you read through them all and you see one that sticks out. Mm-hmm. 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 Yawning's contagious. I know. So bad. Like why? Like what? What is it about yawning? I don't know. I just look at someone and I yawn. 
um, that we would live fully awake, Lord, that we would not be numb um, or sleepwalking through our lives, but God, that we'd be living on purpose and um, with a mission, Lord, um, to, to live in freedom, Lord, that we declare um, that you have come to give us life and life abundantly and the enemy's plans are to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, but we have the power of the Holy Spirit working um, in our lives and we just want to um, come, abide, be obedient, and participate with you, Lord, um, so that we could experience more of you here on heaven or here on earth, Lord. Um, so yeah, God, we just thank you. We love you. We're so grateful for this community to explore and to partner um, with as we like just recognize our humanness, um, the places we fall short, but that we long for more of you, Jesus. So you name I pray. Alright, you all go ahead and um, find your folks that you're gonna pray for and pray and stay down here as long as you like. Four. 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 Four.